B-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters Got your feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause only wishes are ready Forget about it Goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody Rise up weekdays Catch us live Somebody let's go Good evening Good morning and good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Pascal Show. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I got a lot of other stories I got to get out. It's been a very busy day, but there's been more stuff popping up, popping up about this. We are gearing up for this hearing that's going to be happening tomorrow. The status, uh, the status hearing that's happening tomorrow, and I figured, you know what? With all this information that's been coming out uh, today, with all these statements, all these interviews, all this stuff, I'm like, you know what? Let me just do this all in one live instead of just doing a whole bunch of pop-up videos and and just it's just going to drive me nuts, okay? I do have some other stories that I have for you guys in a little bit, but I wanted to hop on really quick and give you guys some more information about some stuff. Now, something just recently came out, and... Uh, just recently some new information talking about bk all right brian koberger we've all been talking about him till we're blue in the face as of recently um but nonetheless this is a conversation that needs to be had because of course they have a hearing tomorrow at 9 a.m central standard time we will be there we will be live waiting for this press conference to happen uh, or not press conference for this hearing this court hearing to happen and to end allegedly is going to end very very quickly that's what they're saying right now but now we got some new information from people that have been around his life remember i said this earlier i said i want to know i want to know if there's some more information out here if they got if anybody else spoke out about him because you know aside from a girl who went on a tinder date with him seven years ago has anybody else come out and said, hey, you know, he wasn't that bad of a guy or he was a nightmare, right? Well, more information has been coming out. Neighbors have spoken out. Shoot, his doctor has spoken out, calling him charming? It's very weird, y'all. So we got to get into it. We got to talk about it for sure. Then, of course, Ethan Chapin's mother has made a statement and we got to listen we got to read that one okay she wrote out a statement on facebook just a little bit ago so this is fresh this is very very fresh as of like two hours or so ago so we are going to be reading that together as a family and of course this is from a grieving mother so i can only imagine what this family is going through but we are going to be listening or reading and hearing what she has to say about everything but before we get going, please, if you guys are interested in winning 100 Smackers, new money for the new year, go hit that link that's at the top of the family chat right now. It, there is a brand new social media app called Swagit App. Please go crush it. Download that app. Follow me, the Pascal Show, one word. It's very simple. Pascal Show, one word. Comment and like some of my videos. And you're instantly entered in for a chance to win a hundred smackers. It's just that simple. So download Swagit app. Follow me, the Pascal Show. One word. Comment, like some of my videos, 
instantly entered in to win 100 smackers. We are going to be making the announcement on who wins at the end of this week. So be sure to do something about it now because there's a huge opportunity. You still got a chance to win some buckaroos. Okay? 100 dead presidents. Okay? So go. Do that real quick. All right? Before you hop back over here. And then after you do that, after you download Swagger app, do me another solid. Hit that like button down below. All right? And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, babies. Okay? You know your boy's working hard out here in these streets. Okay? To give you the information of the stories that you need for the day anyway. Let's get into this, shall we? We got some things to talk about. I'm not going to be here for a long time, but we're here for an informative and hopefully good time as a family. Okay? I know this is still over very sad, very disturbing information, but nonetheless, we have to talk about it and hopefully we can still share a good time together, right? As a family. But one thing we have to I have to drill home to make sure you guys know for a fact there is going to be a hearing. He will be making another appearance tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Idaho time. I don't know if that's mountain. I think that's mountain time. MST. 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so that's where that's my neck of the woods. So I will be live. Waiting out to see if there's any new developments, any information. If you want to watch and hang out with me, by all means, definitely hop on and be a part of the conversation because this is something you don't want to miss. I guarantee you we get to see his face again, maybe, and see if there's anything else that goes on. So let's get into this article really, really quick before we go into the rest of the show, okay? So it says the suspect, Brian Koberger, let me blow this up. Suspect Brian Koberger accused of taking the lives of these University of Idaho students in Moscow, okay, will be back in Latah County courtroom Thursday at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, if I'm correct, okay, MST. So again, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Just want to let you guys know, all right? Now, of course, he's being charged for four counts of first-degree M for the demise, for the passing of Xana, Ethan, Madison, and Kaylee in the early morning hours of November 13th, okay? He's also being charged with burglary, accused of entering the King Road Residents near the University of Idaho campus with the intent to commit the unthinkable. Okay. Now, real quick, before I continue here, really quick, I just wanted to say, Jim Halpert, thank you so much for gifting five people family memberships. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. And welcome to the family, all five of y'all who just got some. Starzilla, uh, Leonard Love, Lisa Lapp, SMJ, and Jersey Devil. Welcome. Some of you guys, I think, have been members before, but welcome back. 
And for those of y'all who are new, welcome to the family. And just like those five that have just become members, you can do the same thing. If you want to support the channel, you like the you like my stilo, you know what I mean? You like how I, I report the news and let y'all know what's going down, hit that join button down below, all right, and become a family member. It is very simple. It just simply supports the channel, okay? Be greatly appreciated, all right? And yes, let me say that, Renata, yes. Uh, may Jeff Beck rest in peace. I know that was breaking news today. Um, he had um, meningitis uh, just weeks after the tour that he was on with JD, and he passed. Obviously, he is a rock legend, all right? And uh, may he rest in peace. It is uh, absolutely devastating news to hear about that. Absolutely. I hate hearing about these these legends that are out here that you just think are, you know, then they'll never they'll never perish. You know, they'll never pass on. And then all of a sudden, boom. Right. It's um, it's 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 heartbreaking and. A harsh wake up call. On how easy we're here and how easy we're gone. Right. But may he rest in peace. And I can only imagine what Johnny Depp is dealing with and what he's feeling right now. Cause you know, he was just on he was just on this tour with Jeff Beck, right? So helped him get back out there in front of the public. He was one he was the first, actually, first artist to get out there and say, Hey, I support him. I got his back. Y'all should have his back too. You know what I mean? So it is really sad. May he may he rest in peace for sure. And Barbara, hey, what's up? All the way from Barbara. Hey, what's up? All the way from Miami. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. By the way, all y'all who are starting to file in, comment in the family chat. Let me know where you guys are coming in from. That would be great. I I love to see how how far the the show is is expanding and uh, how many homes or phones or TV shows that TV uh, TVs sets that I'm actually on right now. I'm just curious. So if you're if you're able to chat, um, definitely put in in the comments. Let me know where you are watching this show right now. Okay, and I know more of you guys are going to be coming in here soon enough. But let me know. Let a brother know. Quebec, Washington State, Indiana, Jersey, Syracuse, Vermont, Ontario, Pasadena, Louisville, Alberta, Canada, Nevada, or Nevada. How do you say it? Uh, uh, Bedford, Virginia, Florida, Central Illinois. I'm just kidding. Illinois, Oregon. Montana, South Carolina, um, Hereford, UK. Wow. Everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. I appreciate you guys. Wisconsin, the cheese state. Uh, uh, Virginia, Texas, Kansas, New York. Texas again. London. Wow. Y'all are amazing. <laughs> Steph said, my couch. Breaking Houston said, Houston, that's what's up. Sacagawea, Sac Saskatchewan. Why did I sac say Sacagawea? <laughs> I said Sacagawea. Have mercy. <laughs> ah, okay. 
Saskatchewan, that's what's up. Shaolin, whoa. East Pennsylvania, wow, y'all are everywhere. Y'all are everywhere. This is amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I said, I said, <laughs> Sacagawea. <laughs> Sacagawea. Anyway, let's continue on with the story. But yeah, I, I love that it's so like this. This this chat, this family chat, is so diverse. It's so international. We're all in the same chat together, chopping it up, talking about these things, arguing, uh, uh, agreeing, laughing, crying, all that stuff. It's an amazing thing, this this chat room, okay, this family chat. You guys are amazing, and uh, it's a blessing that you guys are all here. Real talk. It, it really does mean so much to me, but we have to get back to the show, <laughs> so let's get back into it, Okay. So as we know, he's being charged with four counts of first degree M, of course, with burglary. And of course, because they believe that he went in there, obviously, with the intent to do some very, very bad things. Okay. Now, of course, his hearing will be on Thursday, tomorrow, January 12th. Attorneys will discuss how they plan to move forward. The defendant could have a chance Thursday to waive his right to a speedy trial which would allow him more time to enter a plea for the charges against him and return to court for a preliminary hearing. Now, one thing I've, I, I find very interesting, and that, you know, again, I am not a lawyer, okay? I am in no way a lawyer, but my theories are this. I think he's... I'm wondering if he's going to try to get this trial happening sooner. Reason why I say this is why why wouldn't he? Cuz in a way he has to see what 50 got against him, right? And they might he might be thinking y'all bluffing. I don't believe anything. I don't believe one thing that you're saying right now. You're saying that you have things on me, but I don't believe that you do. So the faster that they go to trial, the sooner law enforcement has to come up with more solid evidence. Think about that. Think about that for just one minute. As I say, welcome to the family, Susan. Thank you so much for becoming a family member. Welcome to the family. Okay. Butterfly Kisses said speedy trial strategy. Yes. Strategery. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's going to sit there and go, no, let's do a speedy trial. If y'all got something, let me see. Y'all cap, all y'all cap. I don't believe not one of y'all. I'm innocent. At least I, I believe I'm innocent. Okay. And I don't think you guys got ish. The only thing you got is a sheath. And is that enough? And some pings, ping pong, ping, 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 whatever it's called. You still got some cell phone pings that I could sit here and say I could come up with anything that would sound remotely logical. And then I could just sit and rest on reasonable doubt. Think about it. Think about that for a, a, a hot minute. He could literally sit there. And shout out to my, my mod nerd. Thank you so much, nerd for holding it down, these, these doggone bots out here 
thank you. And all the other all the um, other mods that are in here holding it down. I'm not I'm not saying y'all y'all you know I love you too, but she just went in there like a sniper went pew. Okay, so I appreciate you, Nur. Good looking out. But here's the thing, though. Think about it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? If you th- if you okay, let's be real. If you were being let's let's just say God forbid you're being framed for this thing. Okay, let's just talk hypothetical. Okay. Obviously, he's innocent until proven guilty. We all think him guilty. I think him guilty, okay? But if you were there and you were not the person who did it, and you were feeling that you were being framed, would you want to sit in a cell? Would you want to sit in a cell for a year waiting for your trial to come up? Giving them time, giving law enforcement time to come up conjure up whatever the hell they want to pit against you? Or would you want to be fast and steady and say, boom, let's go? Because I don't believe you have anything right now. Now think about a maniacal, dirty, evil, apparently very smart mother lover who apparently is charming as well, which we'll get into in just a minute. You realize how quickly he was down to go back. He waived his extradition. So he said, bring me back as quickly as possible. Because he was really looking forward to seeing what they had, right? Really looking forward to seeing what, what they had. By moving that quickly, by, moving, by saying, okay, you know, I waive it, blah, 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 send me back, so on and so forth. He obviously wanted to see what they had up their sleeve. Now, when he goes into this tomorrow, we're going to see what happens. If he says, no, let's, let's give it some time. That might mean that he just wants his defense to have more time to figure things out, to come up with a, 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 a good argument that could present reasonable doubt to the jury. Or he might say, F it. Let's do it because I'm innocent or I believe I'm innocent. And I don't think law enforcement has anything else. If law enforcement had the, the weapon and arrested him at the same time, this would make it even easier to pin everything on him even more. But right now, we don't know if they have it or not. And I think that by him sitting here going, yeah, speed it up. Let's go. If he does that, that's his way of saying, let me see. Let let me see what you got. Show me what you got. Because I don't think you have anything. So we can do this quickly. I ain't going to sit and rot in a a jail cell when I could be out here breathing in this freedom. -er. F all that noise, baby. Think about it. Susan, thank you so much for the 50 Canadian bucks. Thank you so much. Hello from Canada. I've been watching your shows for a while. Keep up the great work. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you so much for the $50. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so, so very much. And yeah, you just became a member. So thank you so much for becoming a member and for the 50 Canadian buckaroonies. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. But think about that for a second. Just think about it. What is he going to do tomorrow? Is he going to say, let's get, the, let's get this trial over with? 
Or is he going to sit there and go, nah, we're going to wait. I need my, I need my team to figure some things out. We'll see about that. So, of course, he already is still in custody in Lataw County Jail without bail. If he does not waive his right to a speedy trial, he will return for a formal preliminary hearing within 14 days of his initial court appearance. Interesting. He was formally arraigned upon his uh, return to Idaho on January 5th, which gives the court until January 19th to hold his preliminary hearing. He was also arrested on the 30th of December, the the eve before New Year's Eve, which we all got super excited, right? At his family's home in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, and was extradited back to Idaho. So, very interesting. And it all depends on what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will all be at the edge of our seats wondering what he's going to do. If he's going to sit there and if he folds and says, I did it, you never know. He might go, nope, not guilty. And yeah, let's do this quickly. I want to come back in two weeks. Let's get this. Let's get this process going. That could happen. Or we could wait a whole year before we actually see him inside a courtroom again. So we'll see what happens tomorrow for sure. Now, they say the probable cause affidavit was un- unsealed upon Koberger's uh, uh, appearance in court. Outlines evidence, outlines, it outlines evidence used to make an arrest during, uh, arrest including DNA, surveillance footage, cell phone data, and a surviving roommate's firsthand account of a masked man inside the home at the time of the demise, of the tragedies. A camera will be allowed in the courtroom on Thursday, but a gag order remains in place preventing any lawyers, law enforcement, or other officials involved in the case from speaking to the public or the media about the case. Now, that is some serious ish, okay? That's some serious ish. Now, I understand some people, I thought of it, I thought of it too. I, initially, I was like, why? Why wouldn't they just let law enforcement or lawyers and stuff talk uh, talk out about this during the trial and all that. I, I get it now. I do get it. I get it. As long as we're getting f- information, we're hearing the court, we're hearing about things that are going on inside the courtroom. Obviously they're going to be, there's going to, ca- there's going to be a camera inside the courtroom, whether that's going to be televised live or not. We don't know, but if it is, that's great. If it's not, that's fine too. Cause at the end of the day, we could still have conversations about it. We could still talk about updates. We could still talk about what's going on. I totally understand not having lawyers go out and start talking, let them do their thing. Right pin these things on this dude in the best way possible. This is not the time to be lollygagging, okay? Cohorting with the media and and the socials. This is the time to get into the work, put on your Esquire boots, okay? Strap them up and get dirty. It's time to get rowdy up in this piece, right? And get this man found guilty, Make sure that everything makes sense and that there is no room for reasonable doubt, period. Because as soon as that there is room for reasonable doubt, that's when you have problems with the jury. At least I know that. 
Again, I may not be a lawyer, but I at least have seen I've seen a couple I've seen a couple trials recently. And I at least know that. Okay? I at least know that information. All right. Now we already know about this affidavit because this is all the information that we saw uh, and that we read out loud. We did a whole show about this affidavit. And it's uh and like I said, the information is very, in my personal opinion, very damning. Extremely damning for Brian Koberger. Okay? We all been seeing this. Damn near 20 pages of information, cell phone data, DNA, and Dylan's account on running into a guy in all black with a mask on, covering his mouth and nose with bushy eyebrows. Okay? Now the question will remain, which still goes into the reasonable doubt realm. Can Dylan actually look at the guy sitting across the way when she takes this, if she takes the stand and literally point at him and go, that is the guy most definitely. That's the main question that still hopefully will be answered. When she takes the stand, if, again, if, and only if she takes the stand. So we will see about that, right? So before we go into the mother speaking out, obviously there have been parents of other family members um, or of, of other families not just Kaylee's family, and I'm not knocking the, Kaylee's family for speaking out and, and doing what they're doing. The reason why they did that was to keep the story fresh, keep it in everybody's minds, keep it in every in front of everybody's face. It made sense. And guess what? We have a suspect that has been arrested. Now, real quick, though, this is the thing I wish that we were doing the same for Shanquella Robinson. I will say that. I wish we were doing that right now as much as possible having the parents on every single news nation show on fox news on cnn every single media outlet asking and and demanding justice for their daughter shanquilla robinson hey that's the same thing as madalena kojahari if you don't remember her a young little little young girl that just went missing around Thanksgiving time, and they still don't know where she is. There are two people, and shoot, and there are many, many more other people that are missing right now. I understand. I can sit here and list them all until I'm blue in the face. But at the same time, these are stories that are out here that no one's really. We're looking at audio that we we don't even know is real or not. We're hearing about this, that, and the third, but no one's like these big, big, huge. News outlets aren't really obsessing and talking about those two. And I'm going, where is the justice for them too? I had I'm sorry for getting on my soapbox. I just had to get on it for a second. Because those people, those, those stories are still in the back of my mind. They still, actually, not even the back of my mind, they're still in the forefront of my mind. And I am still combing the earth, trying to find more information so that I can bring justice for those, at least those two. Two young girls. And I can't even do that because no one's no one else is talking about it. The news outlets aren't even talking about it. And one guy that is out here talking about it, I don't even know if I trust him, baby. 
I don't even know if I trust him. No disrespect to Gerardo Zuniga, but I don't even know if I trust him. All right. But still, we need to have some sort of justice for them too. Quick as quickly as Brian Coburg got Koberger got extradited back to Idaho. This should be the same thing for the Cabo Six. I'm done now. I will stop talking about her right now. But that's still something that is very bothersome to me that they are out here still living, still living in this freedom. Okay. None of them are catching nothing. Okay. So it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. But before we go into Ethan Chapin's mother, um, her statement, I know I played a, a little bit of the interview with um, Maddie Mogan's father, but there is an article here that I wanted to share with you guys and, and just a little bit more um, from him as well, because it is really nice to hear other family members actually come out and speak. And I understand some of these family members did not have the have the energy, right? Some of them are still, even in this, you could tell the father's still broken. Of course, Ethan Chapin's mother is still absolutely broken as well. So some, and I know that some fa- some people out here were like, why aren't they talking so much? Why haven't they come out and said anything? The hell's wrong with these families and all that? Yo, chill, chill. Everyone processes a, a tragic loss completely different. You know, for a fact, Stephen Gonzalez and the Gonzalez family reacted in a very different way than what most people do. Most people hide. Most people go and they grieve. And it takes a minute for them to get out of the darkness, right? Stephen Gonzalez and his family, they were proactive. They were fueled for vengeance, fueled, right? So I understand him going, F this. I'm not sitting around because I think him sitting around would have made him sink into darkness and the feeling of not being proactive, right? I think that's what happened. And these other families were like, well, he's out here talking. We're going to sit back. We are going to heal. We're going to grieve. And we're going to do what we can the best way we can. So then, of course, the father comes out and speaks. And it was and it was a beautiful thing that he said that we watched yesterday or um, earlier today. Okay. But I wanted to share this with you guys again, just this piece here. Okay. She says, I broke down and cried. The father of Maddie Mogan describes the moment he learned suspect BK had been arrested and still can't bring himself to read whole police affidavit. And I don't blame him. Can you imagine him actually having to sit down and, and read the, the whole thing and hearing the, those details. And even so, by the way, the affidavit is super redacted. So you, you can only imagine what other pieces of information is still out here. Real talk that they redacted. There could be 20 more pages that we don't know nothing about, babies. Okay? So, of course, the father of Maddie Mogan said he felt relieved when a, when a suspect was arrested, but is heartbroken over the details of her demise. Ben Mogan, 
who had been patiently waiting for weeks, he sat back. Like I said, he said, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let law enforcement do their thing. Stephen Gonzalez thought different. His motives or his motivation and his way of getting what he saw was to exact uh, uh, justice was a different way. He said, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to put my words out here and I don't give a damn, right? So he patiently waited for weeks for news about his 21-year-old daughter's monster, alleged monster, okay? Had a big smile when telling Good Morning America about the moment the investigator told him they had arrested suspect Brian Koberger. He said, Ben, Ben, this is the moment We've been waiting for. This is what his her father said. The grieving father, however, said he could not bring himself to read the full police affidavit describing how they'd believed Koberger unalived Maddie and her best friend Kaylee Gonzalez, 21, as well as Zana and Ethan, both 20. I just broke down and I just cried, he said about the document. I could only take so much of that. I still haven't read the rest of it. I don't blame him. While details of the affidavit, um, the alpha David, <laughs> have been uh, made public, shout out to Ignamel, uh, an Idaho judge recently sealed, this is the other part that I found very interesting as well, okay? A judge recently sealed a search warrant for Koberger's Washington apartment because it risked causing a premature end of the investigation. What? In the hell does that mean? I still don't know what that means, y'all. So maybe some of y'all will tell me something, okay? Somebody will tell me something, okay? Because that part was a little confusing to me. All that right there. Recently sealed. The, the, the search warrant was recently sealed. Why? Because it risks causing a premature end of the investigation. I don't know what that means. And maybe somebody out here knows what that means. And, and it could be a nothing burger. Real talk. It could be nothing. Okay. But that doesn't make sense to me. Why would they seal that? Okay. And of course, this is Maddie and Kaylee. And of course, we all know who this guy is. Okay. Can you imagine a guy, this is the guy who sent a text message saying, you got nice birthing hips. Mmm. I like it. Birthing hips. Grimy. Okay? Just grimy. All right. As he spoke with Good Morning America, the grieving father also described his daughter as an angel who always made him proud. Along with Mogan's, Kaylee's sister, um, Olivia, Olivia spoke about how the two best friends did everything right when going out that night before meeting their grisly end. They went out together. They called for a ride. They went to unknown establishment. This is what her sister said, Kaylee's sister said. They did everything you would want your daughter or your sister to do in that situation. She added that her family and the Mogans are still reeling from the tragedy that claimed their loved ones' lives on November 13th, 
we're left with not only missing them exactly who they are, who they were, but wondering who they were going to become. And that's the one part that is really disturbing, right? Is and and still tragic and heartbreaking too. Not ever really knowing what their full potential was going to truly be. That's a that's a that's a that's a really heartbreaking thought, right? Very very heartbreaking thought. But again, very interesting stuff. But I did want to share with you guys that piece um, because I feel that that is uh, something that we needed to hear fully again because we watched it in this early afternoon show. But I felt we needed to see, hear it again because the families don't really get a whole lot. The other families. The Gonsalves family has been all, plastered all over this mother lover, okay? They've been inside, outside, all around 360. They have be, they have literally ingrained their name and their shoot their DNA all up in this case and in this story. And, and I'm, Oh, and I'm not saying anything bad about that, but hold on. My camera just started tripping, but hold on. It is nonetheless nice to hear other family members say other things, speak out and say things, okay? And it's, like I said, just still devastating and sad, okay? <laughs> LOL, a vegan burger. No, no. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to share with you guys uh, a comment that was made by um, Stacy Chapin. It's a two-parter. Um, this is a statement made by her, uh, and she recently posted this. So this is still, this is very, very, very brand new. So I wanted to share this with you guys and read this to you guys because it is a little lengthy, but it's small print. So let me get this bigger. There we go. So this is from Stacy Chapin, just recent, okay? She says, uh, we spent the last eight weeks, besides the obvious, focused on Mazzy or Maisie and Hunter. Cards, talks, walks, hikes, tears, you name it. Yesterday, we successfully dropped them off at the U of I. Hunter was very glad to be back at the fraternity, and Maisie was warming up to the idea, but it was so good to hear all of the girls squeal with delight upon seeing her. It did this mama's heart good to hear it. The support from the University of Idaho and the MPD, ISP, that's the Idaho State Police as well, has been profound. Maisie and Hunter are rock stars, and we couldn't be more proud of them. Their job now is to just be kids. Start where they left off. Keep goals and aspirations in mind. For an update, anything we, Ethan, had is now frozen with the defense. For us, it involves two vehicles, ease belonging, ease belongings, I guess, and a nice set of golf clubs. We've met the prosecutors, handled media inquiries, hopefully respectfully, managed, grieved, talked, and continued to try 
and process our new normal. However, nothing has changed. We spend time. We spend no time being angry. That's actually good. That we be energy not well spent or that that would be energy not well spent and it would it wouldn't change the outcome we have to look ahead we've what we've confirmed ethan is who he was because of our family his foundation was unwavering he was so loved he didn't know any different he was profoundly supported and our family of five was different than others and so very special. He loved unconditionally. He was loyal to all. He was inclusive, carefree, happy, just the best person you could ever meet. The stories are endless and amazing. He touched lives. We had no idea existed. Ethan was incredible. We did a good job. We did a great job. We will still do a great job. And as always, we are eternally grateful to so many of you. We can't possibly reply to all of your notes, but we read them all. And your kindness and support means the world to us. And I shall allow the memories to prod me into be, uh, doing better with all those still living. And that's a quote from Nicholas P. Walterstorff. And it says, hearts and heartbroken, Jim and Stacy. Now, let me say this. This, is, I think, is a beautiful statement in my personal opinion. Um, this really rings true about the parents themselves. I remember an interview that they had a while back and they they said something that I, I that really stuck with me, right? That really really stuck with me. And I appreciate you guys uh, saying thank you for for reading this forty forty love style. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Um, but what I thought was really amazing about these these parents, you could tell these are really incredibly loving parents. One thing that they said in this interview, I'm I'm not kidding, and it really struck me because I was like, wow, you know, one day I'm going to be a dad and, you know, I'm going to have, you know, children and all this stuff. And the one thing that they said is we, when we sent them to college, we were so proud of ourselves because we achieved the unthinkable. We, we raised good kids that made it to, that made it to, to college. The, and, and some people are not so lucky, right? to raise good hearted children and they were like that was our goal and we achieved that goal we were so proud of ourselves when we let them go to college and we said now they are going to go forth and just be amazing people we raised these amazing people and that was just so dope to hear that so when i read this statement from stacy on behalf with uh on, on behalf of jim I literally look at this and go, wow, this is a really great couple. This is a really loving family. They're good parents. They wanted to do good. And they just unfortunately were handed such a terrible tragedy. But this, this statement alone really says something about 
Ethan's parents. Really amazing, right? And imagine, too, Ethan is one of triplets. So you can only imagine what those tri- the other two of the triplets is feeling right now, right? So again, you know, to the families, to all the families, you know, they, they you could tell they all have kind hearts. They all have have been good, right? That they're they raised their kids right. They were all good kids, from what we understand. They didn't deserve this just as much as anybody else, and that's the hard heartbreaking thing, right? And imagine too, I'll just say this too. Imagine being those Jim and Stacy, and then you're you're finding out that you're having triplets. Triplets, y'all. Not one, but three. And you gotta get ready to raise three children at the same time. Do you know how much work that is? That's a whole lot of work, y'all. Twins, nonetheless. A lot of work, right? Imagine they're sitting there going, we are going to do everything we can to raise these children right, right? Three kids at the same time. That's such hardcore, full court press from the time that they're born to the, till they leave to go to college, right? It's a lot of work. And they did that work successfully. So that's why I mean by they, that's why I mean by like, I understand what they were saying. Like they did so much work to raise these children, so much love and so much attention and trying to keep the attention on all kids equal. That's a lot of work to do on three kids at the same time, right? So it is very heartbreaking to hear, but this also shows to me that they have immense, immensely big hearts. I will say that. And again, you know, my heart and, and you know, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to this family. It is, uh, I can only imagine, to all these families, of course, you can, I can only imagine what every single last family is, is dealing with. The only thing that I have not heard yet is a statement from the Kernodals, that's Xana's parents, yet, recent, okay? They have made statements in the past, I'm saying as of recently. Obviously, a lot of the parents of um, the Mogans, the Maddie's parents, uh, Obviously, Kaylee's parents have stepped out and spoken a lot. Uh, now we are hearing Ethan's family speak out. Obviously, they're speaking out right now because of the trial, or at least the hearing that's going to happen tomorrow early in the morning. So hopefully we hear somebody from the Kernodals too. But they might not speak. They might not say anything at all um, right now. Because, uh, again, I can only imagine what's going on, right? Now, uh, one piece that I do want to get into is this piece. I said it earlier. I highlighted it. I said, why? Okay. I did my Colonel Sanders, why? Okay. I still want to know, too. Why? Why did the judge seal the search warrant? And this obviously is, is showing us a little bit more, going into a little bit more detail. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I am a person that sits here and says, hey, this doesn't make sense. So I'd really like somebody to explain this to me, okay? Uh, if there's a lawyer out there that uh, wants to, 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 uh, to uh, take us through, take us to church, take us to school, I'm sorry, not take us to church, take me to church, but not take us to church, but take us to school on this and school us with some stuff, I'd be greatly appreciate. I would greatly appreciate it, okay? 
But the judge seals the search warrant for Brian Koberger's crib. Now, I want to show you guys. These are some of the photos of them actually taking items out of the crib. And you keep wondering, hmm, what is this? Just just bags and stuff. They're, they're getting stuff. They're diving in. They are diving on in. Dive on in. All right? Here's another photo. Looks like a bunch of stuff. I'm sure there's a laptop if he had one. You see what I'm saying? Uh, iPads, any electronics, some clothing, you name it. Everything you can think of that he could, that they can get in one passing out of that space. But still, I am wondering, why did they seal that from the public? I still don't understand why. And we got to get into it. Okay, so let's take a look at this. All right. They have sealed this because they are worried about it could result in premature in a premature end of the investigation, which could create a threat to public safety. What does that mean? What does that mean? How is this a threat to public safety? Someone please explain this to me. <laughs> Okay. It doesn't make sense, but okay. Authorities have temporarily sealed the search warrant. Temporarily, okay. But temporarily sealed the search warrant for the U of I monster suspect, okay, uh, BK, uh, his home, as they claim releasing details could prematurely end the investigation and create a threat to public safety. We already know that he's been arrested at his family's home. He's been extradited. But he has an, uh, an apart- apartment in Pullman, Washington, what, and it was combed by police for evidence into the ongoing investigation and court documents filed the same day as his arrest state that compelling circumstances, this is the part, compelling circumstances warrant the temporary sealing ordered in this matter. Why? The information will remain secret until March 1st. So we got to wait a whole other month. After this, after this month, another month, and then March 1st, we get this ish. Why? Language used in the court document has left some questioning what the threat to public safety and threat to the privacy of witnesses, victims, and victim families' names in the affidavit could be. I'd like to know a little bit too. The document states premature public disclosure of the details of this law enforcement investigation will create serious and imminent threat to effective law enforcement and could result in the premature end of this investigation, which could create a threat to public safety. Now, burnt popcorn just said law enforcement has been getting criticized for leaking too much now here's the thing if if they're leaking too much if they were leaking too much they haven't been leaking too much though we haven't heard nothing L- literally like I-, I will say this and and maybe burnt popcorn knows more i don't know 
Okay, sup, burnt popcorn. But at the same time, here, here it is, though. They knew that he was a suspect of interest or a person of interest for a month before they actually arrested him. Now, I understand they had to get make sure all the red tape and the paperwork and all that stuff. They still had to get a thumbs up for a warrant for their, his arrest and so on and so forth. I get all that BS, but at the same time, this piece doesn't make sense. He's already arrested. So what is it that's holding them back from being able to release that information out here so that other people understand what the heck is going on? They already played enough close to the chest. The man is arrested. He's in there. He ain't going to run around and do anything unless the, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this actually means, but entirely, but unless this actually means in the way I'm interpreting, it means that they may think that there's somebody else involved. Could that mean that there's a second, maybe a second or third person involved in this tragedy, in this heinous, unthinkable crime? That's a question I got for all y'all. Please, holla at your boy. Let me know. Okay, Michelle Woods. What's up, girl? Thank you so much for the 20. Pascal, if you need a lawyer, if you need lawyer advice, you should reach out to Peter Tragos or Tragos from the lawyer you know. See, 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 see. I've been uh I reached out to him. I haven't heard nothing. He's actually somebody I've reached, was one of the first lawyers I reached out to. Cause I was like, sup though, because I need somebody who knows their ish. So uh, and he definitely knows his ish. But the question is, he. But the problem is, is that he ain't here <laughs> to explain it. Unless he's in the chat, let me know. But Peter Tragos, yes, it'd be great to have him on to explain some more of this stuff. Okay, but uh, I've been following both of you since the Depp Heard trial, and Peter, his father, and his team very are very knowledgeable about this case. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, let him know about this show because it'd be great to have him on. Real talk. Somebody else mentioned him as well. The lawyer you know, I reached out uh, to him to be like, hey, I'm looking for a lawyer. You know, the gnosis ish. You want to come on and chop it up? I understand. I'm a little channel. You, you, you big channel. But if you got time to come through, holla at your boy. But never heard anything back, unfortunately. Debs, thank you so much for the five. I'm thinking there's an accomplice and they don't want to tip the person or persons. Yeah. Yeah. That could very well be it, too. Somebody just said candy. Hi, candy. Uh, Pascal, maybe reach out to Emily D. Baker. Yeah, I reached out to her a long time ago, too. Uh, she's another very good lawyer that is talking about this case as well. Yeah, I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I'll reach out. And I'll take a look at um the lawyer, you know, the lawyer, you knows. um video about the sealed warrant as well. I can't play it here because I don't want to be rude to his stuff. That's his stuff. You feel me? Um, I got to be respectful of these of other content creators. I know how much work they put into these kind of things, but that is very interesting. Um, and Blues, Blues number one hockey lady, what's up? Go Blues. Um, Yes, I will uh I will definitely go and check out his video as soon as this show is over and hear what he has to 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 say about this because again, this could mean so many different things to me, you know? And it, and what I'm thinking could be completely wrong. So someone with an educated mind within the the world of legal 
uh, in the world of law uh, might be able to explain this a little bit better and uh, steer me in the right direction because this still doesn't make sense. I'm going to read it again, though, because it doesn't make sense. Premature, they said the document states premature public disclosure of the details of this law enforcement investigation will create serious and imminent threat to effective law enforcement and could result in premature in the premature end of this investigation, which could create a threat to public safety. Rogue mama. That's exactly what I'm wondering. Does this mean that there's somebody else involved in this that they, we don't know about? Could he have, I mean, again, we still are wondering if he did this alone. And remember when he got arrested, he did say, y'all get somebody else? You arrest anybody else? What if? What if he was being serious? <laughs> what if he was being serious? The possibilities are endless, y'all. The possibilities. Shell Puppy just said, undercover cop? Maybe. Lawyer you know explains it. It was filed on the 30th. Okay. Well, maybe they have a maybe they have a theory of maybe a second person, or maybe somebody tipped them off. That could be it too. But again, again, I'm not a lawyer. I have not seen the uh lawyer you know's uh video as of yet. I'll make sure I watch it though. Okay. So let's continue on though. The documents state that it is within the interest of those connected to the brutal slangs to keep the search warrant sealed. Okay. And it could also just be them protecting. This also could them could be them trying to protect Dylan and Bethany. It could be that too. Maybe there's some more information here that they don't want to go out to the public uh, because of maybe because they, they're worried about people ridiculing uh, Bethany and 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 Dylan. Because right now, ain't nobody talking about Dylan. I mean, uh, Bethany. Ain't nobody saying nothing about Bethany because her name isn't in the affidavit. But you know what I mean. She's not. She has no statements in the affidavit. And I keep wondering, why? Is that all redacted information? Or was she that hardcore into sleep? Because she may have heard some things too. Strange. I got another super chat. I'm trying different tactics. I'm trying to see if super chats at the end of the show work or during the show. You see what I'm saying? So I'm trying this one today. Rosa, thank you so much for the five. They want to hold info to prevent bias before the jury selection so he doesn't seek a mistrial and get released to public and get released to the public. Punilic, I think it's public. But you, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe that is. Maybe it is that. Maybe. Very strange. Very, very strange. But let's continue. Uh, the, the, the search warrant, which is shrouded in mystery, won't be sealed forever. 
The, uh, the documents go on to say, for these reasons, the information contained in the application and the nature of this investigation must be kept secret for a limited period of time. It is estimated the investigation will likely be concluded within two months from this date. So an order sealing the file for that period of time is appropriate and necessary. The prosecuting attorney can ask to unseal the records if the investigation and or criminal case proceeds more quickly than currently anticipated. So if he decides to do, to speed up the trial, okay, if he decides to go, let's get this going, let's go, then they will most likely lift it or get this unsealed as well, if that is the case. But we will see about that. Okay. And of course, this is the. This is them sealing the documents, findings and conclusions on motion to seal documents. This court, let me show it to you guys. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm just going to read the first paragraph. The, this court, having previously considered the application for a search warrant filed in this cause, and the declaration of Don Daniels, uh, Assistant Chief of Police, WSU Police Department, in support of the state of Washington's motion to seal file in this matter, and being fully advised in the premises, hereby makes and enters these findings of fact, impact on effective law enforcement and public safety. This matter is in the investigative stage. And while criminal charges have been brought, those charges are not yet publicly known. Now, let's see, though. This was filed on December 30th. You see that stamp right there. So at this time, those charges were not yet known. Okay. Premature public disclosure of the details of this law enforcement investigation will create a serious and imminent threat to effective law enforcement and could result in the premature end of this investigation, which could create a threat to public safety. So maybe they didn't know if they were going to actually catch this guy. Because remember, this happened on the 30th. This was filed on the 30th. And I'm wondering if this was filed before or it must have been after. It must have been after they arrested him. So what are they worried about about the threat to public safety? Again, that's something I'm wondering, okay? I'm just curious about that. And uh, that's very interesting that uh, I'm in bed with you right now, Tony X. That's, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you, Tony. Appreciate you, Tony X. Um, but I think everybody's in bed with me right now. I'm in, I'm just a dirty, dirty, <laughs> I'm a dirty scallywag. I'm in everybody's bed right now. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to read this whole thing, but obviously, as you can see that this is something that they will be lifted very, very soon. Hopefully if they decide to go into, if they decide to go, uh, into uh, trial soon, but if they wait, for a while, we might not see this for a while as well. If it does get lifted soon, 
it may be as soon as March 1st, but it doesn't seem like that. It feels like it's not soon enough in my personal opinion. Okay. But we got to get into this next part. And this is obviously the title of the show. Apparently this man was considered charming. I, I still don't believe it. I still don't believe it y'all, but take a look says Brian Koberger attended his a routine medical appointment in the days after the tragedy where he was very chatty and charmed the staff, you know, very interesting. Wouldn't you say charming sup ladies birth and hips every single last one y'all Ooh, weird right but let's take a look at this article that's weird so bk attended a routine medical appointment in the days after the slangs and charmed the staff by being chatty she attended a medical appointment just four days after doing what he did to the four He has since been charged, of course, we already know. A receptionist at the doctor's office who spoke to Insider on the condition of staying staying unnamed said the murder suspect was so friendly her boss took notice. The receptionist said her boss commented that he was so nice and charming. Interesting. Birth and hips. It's like, sup, girls? Birthing, birthing, birthing hips. All oh, y'all. Just, just, just wide hips. Yeah. A neighbor, Aaron Dash, who lived in the same apartment complex as Koberger in Pullman, described him as chatty in the days after this tragedy, but added that there was nothing suspicious ever about him. Remember, the, the there was another neighbor that said he kept to himself he was very quiet he liked to vacuum at one o'clock in the morning so on and so forth dash told the insider that bk had always been friendly and he often attempted to make plans despite their schedules not lining up he asked me what i was studying where i'm from he would make friendly small talk Another student described Koberger as, uh, in a similar way, saying he talked to everybody. He was, he was a very chatty person. Not charming, but outgoing. Interesting. BK, who worked as a TA at Washington State University, um, uh, on his on the campus, the on the Pullman camp, campus, while studying his criminology PhD, also stopped caring after he stopped caring after the 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 unalivings claims a student of his. He was not a he was not a great TA. This is apparently what one of the students named Emily said, who asked to go by her first name. Obviously, she said BK had a difficult had been a difficult teacher prior to the north uh prior to the november 13th massacre and seemed to lose interest in teaching after it 
Maybe he was like, I got, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. Right? Like, I'm, I'm above this now. I just exacted the perfect crime. No one can beat me, right? I should be teaching my own crime to everybody else, in a way. BK is being held without bail in prison. We already know that. He's been charged for four counts of M. We already know that in the count of burglary. And of course, they are taking things from his home. We already saw stills of that. This is crazy, though, right? On Wednesday, the father, uh, we already said, talked about this. And how the search warrant is being sealed. But the people are saying other things. They're saying that he's charming and, and nice and kind and just, you know, just an upstanding young gentleman, very chatty and so charming. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't get it because to me, he does not come off as a, a charming chap. He just doesn't. He comes off smug. I mean, to me, but obviously we are looking at him after he allegedly took the lives of four kids. Of course, he could have the like he could look like Ronald McDonald and we'd still look at him like he's an evil son of a gun. Right. We would just look at him like the clown from hell. Jamie just said, do men chat? Um, yeah. He must have been very um chipper and excited about whatever the hell he was excited about. But he was feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? It's like that uh which which Spider-Man is that? When Spider-Man um the 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 Sam Raimi ones, not the new stuff. Uh the ones with uh Toby Maguire. When he like uh, when he finally becomes black Spider-Man and he got rhythm and he's feeling good and he's walking down the street and pointing at people and stuff and just like uh uh shooting the guns. That's kind of like maybe what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was doing that, walking down the street, going, mm, 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 mm. Twirling girls around on the in the campus, just like, yeah, uh, I'm a beast. Maybe. Spider-Man 3, thank you. Yeah, when he became <laughs> He became black Spider-Man. You feel me? He was a badass. Right? So maybe he's feeling that good. He's like, oh, you know what I mean? Magic, Mike, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Charlie Miller, thank you so much for the five. Love the British accent, chap. Care for a spot of tea. Uh, yeah, I don't like tea. <laughs> I'm not a tea guy, but. You see what I'm saying? So maybe he was feeling really good, right? Like he was on top of the world. He was the most charming, the most outgoing at that time. But then again, they're saying that he was like this before that too. It kind of contradicts the, 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 the conversation that we had last night about the Tinder date. Because the Tinder date, and of course, this was seven years ago. And again, a lot of things can happen in seven years. A man can find his mojo. Okay. A man could, 
or a man could deep fall deep into darkness, right? A lot of things can happen in 70 years. But maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he's a different guy. And how we see him and how he's been perceived, we're thinking he's like some evil, you know, just dude in a corner like, what's his name? From, uh, what's his name from uh, Lord of the Rings? You know, my, my precious, you know, that guy just in the corner. He might not have been that. He might have been that guy who's just trying to be as social as everybody else, hiding in plain sight, being a regular dude, but maybe enjoying being in the background. But still a nice guy if you talk to him, but he still kept to his own. He just stayed in the back. That's why when we talked about it last night, when we said, hey, or, or when we talked about it today, when we said, hey, wait a second, there's no, they're saying that the, the, the attorneys of the families or two of the families are saying that their kids did not know this guy at all tells me something that he was cool, chilling, dope around people, but he was not somebody who was uh, leaving lasting impressions like a wallflower, you know? That could have been it too. Hiding in plain sight. Yes, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Exactly. Uh, Smeagol. Schmeagol. Okay. My precious. You know that guy. Okay. He might not be that. Okay. He may not be that. He, he may just be out there living his life. Hiding in plain sight. Kind of like you. Kind of like Dexter. You know? A little off. A little different. You know what I mean? But he's still sociable. Still talking to people. Still living his life. Not like he's sitting there being a recluse. You know what I mean? Fantastic Ether just said a chameleon. He could have been a chameleon too. I'm going to put on my my smiley face because it's filled with women in this in this doctor's office. Gotta love it. Hi, ladies. Birth and hips everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And then as soon as he goes, Haha, yeah, I see you guys later. Something else comes on. Straight faced, back to back to normal. Back to how he usually is. Festering in his dark side. Maybe. Bra- uh, Breaking Houston said brain chemistry imbalance. Yeah, it could be that too. True, a true sociopath, if you really think about it. Uh, Patrick Bateman. We haven't said that in a while. Like American Psycho. Man, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see the movie. Okay? but And read the book. The book is fantastic. But he says things in plain... He says things out loud in the movie. And people are... So, it's just interesting. It's, it's an interesting... Uh, um, satire on the 80s and how people are and shoot how people still are right now right but how self-involved self selfish self-centered people are so on and so forth but he'll sit there and go oh yeah i'm into murders and executions what are you into and she's like oh i don't know about mergers and acquisitions like you know what i mean and he's saying i'm telling you i do this for real you're not even listening to me kind of thing. It's crazy, right? 
he could be doing the same stuff, just smiling on the outside, but on the inside, just percolating with anger and rage. That could be it too. Okay? That could be it too. But we will see. Okay? But that is wild that they're like, oh, he's he's just so chatty. And so, oh my God, he is a charmer. Oh, it just kind of makes me want to vomit. Okay? So there's some other information here that I thought was interesting too. Somebody else on Facebook in this Facebook chat said this too. Read this article about BK from the insider. They interviewed, uh, they interviewed BK's neighbors in Washington State where he was in school. He is described as very friendly. He would invite his upstairs neighbors to, who, are, who were uh, exchange students from India to go hang out. He was so talkative that they would try to avoid him. The downstairs neighbors who have, we've heard about the downstairs neighbors, but let's hear it again. The downstairs neighbors who have little kids were annoyed by him. They said he was up all night and ran his garbage disposal a lot, which is weird. They didn't explain or they didn't complain because they didn't want him to complain if their kids cried. But all in all, he's described as gregarious, which is, you know, very fond of company by the bar people, and friendly, and even normal. Who would have thunk that? Who would have thunk that this guy would just be normal? Birth and hips. Interesting indeed. Hold on real quick. I want to grab something. I need to email something to myself real quick. Because there is something else that I thought was very interesting. Some BS rumor that's flying around that we are going to debunk tonight as a family. Because it's absolute trash. It's absolute trash. Give me two seconds. But people out here are saying, I mean, of course, this is in that forum. You never know about these forums and all that stuff. There's a lot of craziness that's been flying around with these 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 chat forums. All right. But they're even saying that he was just, maybe he was a little too overeager for communication. So the antithesis of him being like away from everybody. Okay? So real quick, before I show you guys, I have to show you guys this. And this is from what we talked about earlier this afternoon. And I'm going to say this right now. I ain't crazy. I told y'all. I told y'all ain't crazy. Is the break investigators have been waiting for for weeks in the brutal the murder one of four college students in Idaho. Detectives arrested a suspect, 28-year-old Brian Koberger, in Pennsylvania, hundreds of miles away from where the killings happened. They say the students were stabbed to death. Some had defensive wounds, and each had been stabbed several times. Authorities are still looking for the murder weapon, but have found the white car. But they don't know yet why the crimes were committed. These murders have shaken our community, and no arrest will ever bring back these young students. Wait for it. However, we do believe justice will be found through the criminal process. The father of one of the murder victims, Steve Gonzalez, and his attorneys say they see connections between Kaylee and the suspect, but they aren't ready to talk about exactly what those connections are. <laughs> the arrest comes the same day as his family is holding a celebration of life for Kaylee. I ain't crazy. Told you. 
Remember what I said earlier today? I said, wait a second. Didn't Papa say, didn't Papa Gonzalez say that he, he believed that there was connections to Kaylee, to this man, to this monster? Today, we talked about that. Some of y'all said, Pascal, you crazy. You crazy. Crazy, man. You crazy. You lying. Hmm. That was just when he first was arrested. By the by. Shout out to my family, because without you guys actually giving me that video, I would have been lost, okay? Lost in the sauce. But like I said, I like to come back with receipts, babies. And there's the receipt. Crispy. Like, it just came out the printer, too. I Like, I held on to that real nice, and and, and, and I, I, made, I made sure it stayed crisp. 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 I That's actually a receipt. <laughs> I don't know why it's here. But you know what I'm saying. All right? He did say that. I am not crazy. And that feels good. That feels good. So, and of course, dad could have been wrong. Dad could have been wrong. Just like all these other theories that have been thrown out like crazy. We were wrong about Jack D. We were wrong about Jack S. We were wrong about all these people that have been thrown under the bus like crazy. All right. The dad could be wrong too. You know, he could be off. But he did say that, though. It was reported. It was reported, y'all. It was reported. Um, but there is something else that I wanted to show you guys. Let me pull this up. Because there's this rumor that's flying around, and it's the stupidest rumor I've ever seen. I'm just going to say that. Because I don't care. <laughs> okay? I really don't care. Um, and we have to debunk it as soon as possible. I saw it in this uh, in this chat form. Okay, and you can't trust not a dumb thing, y'all. You can't trust nothing out here in these streets because people get really, really creative. Okay, so <laughs> crisp like a one dollar, like a new dollar bill. Exactly, man, making that crisp, super crisp, Charlie Miller. Thank you so much for the two dollars. I appreciate it. But Dag Nabbit, damn right. Okay, I wanted to make sure you saw that. I wasn't going to leave without you seeing that. All right. But there is some BS that's flying around like crazy. And I saw this in this chat. Okay, now, before I show this to you guys, I have to pre precursor this with something. Okay, first off, y'all need to stop with these theories. Because this one doesn't match at all. And I get it that everyone's trying to find out how does Brian know any of these four, so on and so forth. So I'm about to show you something, and I'm making this abundantly, absolutely 110% crystal with y'all. Okay? This is not real. There is no way this is real. I'm only showing it to you to debunk it and show you how ridiculous these theories are. So, as people have been trying to find out ways to connect Kaylee, Madison, Ethan, and Xana to this monster, to this alleged monster, they have now gotten to the point where they're spreading this type of BS right here. They are now sitting here saying, why, okay, somebody was posting things about Brian Koberger being the dog breeder of Murphy 
And that's the reason why Brian Koberger got to get to know or at least meet Kaylee. And then he went off and did these unalivings. Why are people putting this BS out here? Do you think, do you really think this dude is a dog breeder? Wouldn't they have said that by now? We're standing outside his apartment. There's a bunch of dogs in here. Like they would have said all kinds of stuff. They haven't said not a doggone thing. Yes, AJ Glam, what in the hell? Why in perfect hell would anyone think that Brian Koberger is a dog breeder? Someone, someone explain this to me. Oh, he's now a dog breeder. He, he, he bred Murph. He bred Murphy. So that's how they connected. When Kaylee and Jack D went off to get this dog together as a couple, that's how Brian, uh, Brian K met all both of them, saw Kaylee, became obsessed, and the rest is tragic history. Y'all need to stop with this mess right here. This needs to stop immediately because this is not true. And of course, her posts are getting taken down. This person's stuff is getting taken down because it's not true. And all the, that BS, inf BS information that's thrown around here right now, it needs to stop, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, sandwich. No discernment at all. None. Zero. Zilch. Not a zippity doodad. Zero Fs. <laughs> Zero. Some of y'all are entertaining yourselves too hard with this and not are not waiting for more information to come out. They're coming out with this BS and they're going, oh, that's what it was. He's the dog breeder. That's what it is. No, it's not. Did you hear anything about him being a dog breeder? I know he likes, you know, birthing hips and stuff, but with dogs, come on, man. Was he a dog breeder? Does there, is there any proof of that being set out here? His home, is it crawling with dogs? Do you hear, the, the, you heard the neighbors. The neighbors would have been like, dogs are barking every single time, so on and so forth. It's BS, y'all. Just saying. <laughs> OCD said, it's always the dog breeder. <laughs> always blame the dog breeder yeah because he said birthing hips hips because he said birthing heaps because he said birthing hips that automatically means without a shadow of a doubt yeah that 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 he's a dog breeder you know yeah yeah no Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say that out loud. No. Okay, guys. Hell no. Shoot, I haven't said this in a while. Hell to the no. Hell no. Okay. This man is a monster. He was teaching or he was a TA at Washington State University. Ain't no way there was anything about dogs being bred in that apartment or around that apartment. Didn't talk about how he had a breeding, uh, a, a breeding a place to breed dogs or anything of that stuff. Y'all need to stop with the mess. Stop with the madness. 
please and thank you. That would really, 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 really mean a lot. And it would uh it would stop the BS. Okay. It would really, really stop with this BS. Now, I do have this video. I forgot about this. I wanted to show this with you guys, show this to you guys. It's a little bit of this video talking well, about talking about the uh search warrant being sealed. So they do talk, hey, surprise, they do talk about it in this clip with um Banfield. So I wanted to share this with you guys so we can watch this as a family. Um, please do me a favor, okay? If you're enjoying the conversation, please hit that like button down below. Let's see it go past 1K, okay? That would really mean a lot, all right? You know your boy's working hard out here, so please hit that like button down below. And do not forget to hit that subscribe button, okay? Hit that subscribe button. I'm trying so hard to get into the 90s. I want to get to the 90s. The, eight, the 80s were cool, but it's, it's filled with cocaine and stuff. I want to get to the 90s, man. You know what I mean? Let me get to the 90s real quick. Okay? So help me out. That's you know, let's get, you know, help me out. I want to I want to enjoy some 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 uh, uh a tribe called quests and stuff. So help me out. Let me get into the 90s. All right. So hit that <laughs> subscribe button as well. Okay. That would really, really mean a lot. Okay. So let's take a look at this video. We're not gonna watch the whole thing, but they do talk about this. Um Search warrant being sealed, and I think it's important. All right, yes, Nicole. Like '90s were dope. Okay, the '90s were fire. Like, let's help me get to the '90s. You know what I'm saying? Let me get through the '80s real quick. Let me get to the '90s, baby. Let's go. You know what I mean? Help me out. Help a brother out. Damn. All right, let's go. Students are moving in, as Brian showed you. Um, trying to get their lives back together. There are still constant reminders of the murders all around them. Uh, just minutes from campus, as you saw, that's the scene. Just, you know, yards and yards and yards of yellow crime scene tape wrapped around a house that used to be kind of a centerpiece for fun in that community. And that house is going to stay that way, at least for the next few weeks, because the defense has asked that it remain a closed murder scene um, until... Because we want to preserve the investigation, period, and the story.
patient and that the individual that Are you guys not getting sound? That's so weird. It's not muted. But hold on. Let me uh let me fix that. That's weird. Let me try that again. Hit the number 1. Let me know. That's that's really really weird. Did you not hear any of that? Oh, the sound was going in and out. Ah, that's weird. All right. Well, I'm going to pull it back a little bit. That's weird. Um, I don't know why that happened, but it may just be the internet acting a doggone fool. So uh, I'm going to continue. All right. Oh, and I moved it back a little bit. So hopefully it'll work that apartment they've hauled out loads and loads of evidence including a computer tower but all we know is what we saw with our own eyes because as i mentioned earlier this the search warrant is sealed you know, both the reason for them going in in the first place and then the accounting list of everything they took out i want to bring in darren kavanoki he's an attorney and the host of the investigation discovery show deadly sins and chris anderson is a former detective who has investigated more than 300 homicides. He's the co-host of the Investigation Discovery Show, Reasonable Doubt. All right, you guys, I'm, I'm glad you're both here. Uh, when I saw the reason for the affidavit being sealed, I just I just thought it was pretty strident. I mean, some of the language made me think, heavens to Betsy. I mean, I've seen search warrants sealed before, and it says we want to preserve the investigation, period, and a story. But they used these, this language that was, you know, prematurely end the investigation, threat to public safety. Darren, I'm going to start with you. Um, as a lawyer, what do you make of that language? Well, I think the threat to public safety is the idea that if they release the affidavit and the items that were actually seized, that it could compromise the investigation and that the individual that everybody is so confident actually committed the crime uh, may be able to dodge a bullet as a result, uh, that the, the integrity of the investigation would somehow be threatened. Although I hate to take the wind out of anybody's sails, but I'll just remind folks that are feeling the sense of relief as they go back to school that an arrest is not the same as a conviction. And uh, mm -hmm. there's a very different standard of proof that's involved. And, and of course, that's one of the fundamental reasons why that uh, the information concerning the search warrant is kept under wraps. So, Chris, jump in on the fact that this is neighboring you know, Pullman, Washington, it's another state altogether. And I get it. Mm -hmm. Police work uh, together. They work in tandem. The FBI was working with the state, was working with, with Moscow. But now you're in another state. Was this a, a request made by the teams that are working, the prosecutor possibly, um, in, in Idaho of the Pullman police? And would they play in the sand this well? Would they instantly acquiesce to any request that might be made? Uh, absolutely. Look, you know, there is information that suggests that the defendant in this case is actually guilty. No police department wants to uh, be the cause of any uh, disruption in the investigation. So they are going to do everything that's asked of them to not release information, to not uh, say too much about what was found or what they did, because it only goes to help the defendant and his uh, uh, defense in this case. So, yeah, I could see them not wanting to say anything. Sometimes it's a tip your hand thing. I'm going to get to that in, in a minute. 
But mm-hmm. first, I want to read a second part of why uh, the, the reason was given to, to keep this all under seal, because this one really piqued my interest, Darren. I'm going to quote, the personal privacy interests of the witnesses, victims, and victims' family, families named in the application um, also support sealing the documents filed in, in this matter. Uh, look, I, I always feel for, for victims, Darren, but the, the personal privacy of the witnesses, victims, and victims' families, I'm trying to figure out what that means. What, what was in that apartment that might affect the witnesses and the victims' families? I, I mean, I've, I've got visions of like flowcharts of who's going to get murdered next and when they shower and when, you know what I mean? Like that's what I my mind goes to. Is that too much? Well, no, it's not too much. I mean, that's the kind of obviously very compelling evidence that law enforcement officers hope to discover in this guy's apartment would be evidence that he planned or participated in other crimes. But in terms of the language that you're pointing to, you know, I think about the victims here. And oftentimes victims make certain lifestyle choices that could be, that could subject them to public criticism. There could be uh, private um medical information that just generally out of decorum don't want that information released to the public. Um, And let's keep in mind that what's really, really vital here is for law enforcement officers to maintain the integrity of their information. And you mentioned it earlier about how reporters are, are, you know, looking for people to talk to and how they would just glom onto somebody. Well, if there's, say, a confidential informant, somebody who gave information to law enforcement to help justify the issuance of that search warrant, you don't want that person being identified. You don't want to send the media out there to, to start doing their investigation or getting quotes from that person, because frankly, the more statements that are made to the public by a potential witness in the case, the more opportunity there is to develop information that a good defense lawyer can use in cross-examination. So it may just be about the integrity of the evidence and obviously for for reasons of, of decorum to protect the privacy of the that, tragic victim. That is where I come in on the decorum because... Um, Chris Anderson, as a detective, when you read these, and I'm going to read it again, because every time I read it, I, I get a different vision in my head of what's in the apartment. The personal privacy interests of the witnesses, the victims, and the victims' families. What on earth does your mind go to about what's in Brian Koberger's apartment when you're talking about the witnesses in this case, the victims, and the victims' families? You know, it could be a, a a list of that we could talk about forever. You know, that, that but that has, I mean, it would suggest to me that there is something, something of grave importance in this investigation. So keeping it, that portion of the investigation sealed is probably a, 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 a plot for the prosecution in this case. So, yeah, I just... But so can I ask you this? I mean, like, because you've been there, right, Chris? You've been there. Right. You you've done these investigations. If if uh, we're looking at the man that, that committed these murders, if if it's him, mm-hmm. and if he did, as the affidavit uh, you know points out uh, for the arrest of uh, of Brian Koberger, that he was there twelve times, and much of it was at night. It's entirely possible he was taking pictures through the windows constantly, and that those pictures are up on walls somewhere, and he's fixated on these victims. But that said, I could understand not releasing the photos, but saying that there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a collection of photos. Why, Chris Anderson, 
would, would the, the, the notion that there might even be photos or there might even be flowcharts or a, or a list of victims' names or potential victims in the future. Why would that be something you'd have to, you don't have to say the names, but you could certainly say the nature of the evidence, couldn't you? Well, well, yeah, but I, I mean, look, this is a classic circumstantial case, <laughs> you know, and there and by no means has this man, uh, is there enough evidence in this case to convict this man? So this is still an ongoing investigation, and I, I think it may be in the best interest of the prosecution and for the public for this person, if, he, if there is probable cause that exists that he did commit these bigger heinous murders. There, that he should be in jail and they should continue their investigation because there is information that's coming in at every step. This investigation is nowhere near closed. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear uh, there's, there's, you know, there's, a, there's still a chance for him to, to beat the rap, especially when you read all of mm -hmm. this and it just oh, yeah. sounds so incredibly incriminating, but you're right. We all covered OJ, we all covered Casey Anthony, so it can always, right. always happen. Darren Kavanoki and Chris Anderson, So real quick, um, as you can see here, they, they definitely explain or say some things that make a lot of sense. It does make a whole lot of sense to me why now they have sealed certain things. Um, they got to play, again, still play a lot of things close, close to the chest. It could be because they're trying to, they are literally trying to protect uh, uh, certain victims uh, surviving the survivor, uh, the surviving victims of this massacre, they could be trying to uh, protect other people that we don't know anything about that may be involved in this situation. It is a very interesting thing for sure. Um, so there are a lot of questions that we may have to sit here and fester over until the, the, like we're going to be we're going to have a lot of questions just sitting that we're going to sit on until they actually release these things until March 1st, as we've read in that other article. She even talks about it here, and it even says it right here in their lower third, right here on uh, on Banfield. So we'll see what happens here, right? Um, it is strange, but I guess it makes sense. Make sure that people stay safe, right? Um, and yes, Steph, it is just a status hearing. But it does explain, it will kind of show us the trajectory of what to what is to come as far as if we're going to be going into a speedy trial or not. He may, and it, and it also shows his tactics. If he decides to go for a speedy trial, that may be him saying, I don't believe they have anything. And I want to see them scramble. So let's have a speedy trial. Let's get this moving quickly. The less time they have rummaging around that house and rummaging through my home and going through all my belongings, the, the, the less time they have to, to build a case against me and more of a chance of me walking out here scot-free. You know, as she said, heavens to Betsy. And she does wear a lot of uh, white blouses. I, I noticed that too, y'all. Like, look, she's always in blouses. She's always in blouses. It's very interesting. But, Saren, thank you so much for the $20 super chat. I really do appreciate it. During his 12 times lurking, did he not look for ring cams? For someone so smart in criminology, why would he drive his own car without having looked for cameras prior? Make it make sense that he didn't want to be caught. See, now, okay, 
Okay. Okay. We're going back into my crazy ass theories. Okay. First off, thank you so much, Saren, for the uh, for the $20 super chat. And I got something else I want to show you guys. Uh, and I got to look this up too here. But this still goes back. Let me let me pull that up one more time. Let me pull that super chat up one more again, if I can find it, because it just disappeared. Y'all been amazing putting in your two cents and everything. But here it is. See, that uh, like why would he do all this stuff, put all this work into it, and then suddenly get caught by a ring camera, right? Or a surveillance camera from a uh from from far away, right? Again, <laughs> I said this crazy theory earlier. But what are the chances of him trying to get caught? <laughs> I know that sounds insane, but what if he's sitting here going, I can create the perfect crime and I can get away with it if I get caught. Watch me. What if he did that? What if he purposely did that to test the, the, the system, to show how messed up and faulty the system, the, ju- the, 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 the justice system really is. What if? Okay? What if? Just saying that out loud. I know that's a crazy theory. We have theories out here where people think he's a dog breeder. Okay? So just give me that one. All right? That may be insane, but hey. And it's probably 110% wrong. But it sounds like he just overlooked things. He just didn't think. Could have just been an impulse. Like he obviously had been around the place 12 times, but it may have been an impulse. A knee-jerk reaction. I know that sounds random, but it could have been that too. He had everything planned out, but maybe he was like, no, it's happening tonight. I'm not going to wait till next week. I need to do it right now. And he didn't think. He didn't think. He just did some dumb dumb stuff and got himself uh, and got himself caught. Avery, thank you so much for the five. I just messaged you Jason's explanation of it being sealed on messenger. I will take a look at that for sure on another, when I get done with this show, maybe I can find a clip and uh, pull it up on the show tomorrow. Cause we're going to be going into a deep dive talking about this while we wait for them to walk out of the courtroom with more information. So we will be talking about that. Okay. Um, but then again, all that him messing up, leaving the knife sheath, uh, didn't not thinking about the, the, uh, ring cameras that are around all that stuff. I mean, you know, it does make you wonder if he really fully had this premeditated thoroughly or if it was pre half premeditated and half just on a whim, like I, I just feel like doing it today. So he just did it again. We don't know yet. We'll find out here. Okay. Um, because that's just crazy. Of course. Um, one thing, one question, one thing though, I want to show you guys. Um, hopefully I have it now. Oh yeah. Okay. I got a little something, something. Hold on. I got to take this down. This is something interesting. And I might have to cut this out as a as a, uh, a, a piece by itself because this could very well be an interesting piece of information, guys. And you're getting it right here. 
Um, one second. And this may be nothing. This could very well be nothing. But let's take a look at this, shall we? It says, neighbor of BK says suspect talked about the Idaho, the Idaho tragedy. Which is very interesting. So, let's look at this. A neighbor of BK's in Pullman said the suspect in the unalivings of the four U of I students spoke to him about the tragedies days after they occurred. The neighbor asked not to be identified. So, he brought it up in conversation. The neighbor exclusively told CBS News on Wednesday. He asked if I had heard about the M's, which I did. And then he said, yeah, it seems like they have no leads. Seems like it was a crime of passion. At the time of our conversation, it was only a few days after it happened. So there wasn't much details out, said the neighbor. The search warrant for Koberger's uh, uh, apartment in Pullman has been temporarily, temporarily sealed. We already know that by the Idaho judge. All right. And they're concerned about details that could prematurely end the investigation or or and create a threat to public safety. We already know he's been charged with four counts, so on and so forth. But that is very interesting that he did say this out loud to one of his neighbors. Maybe this is the neighbor or maybe this is the person that this sealing of this search warrant is protecting. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not. But that is very interesting that this. That this neighbor stepped out and said, yo, he talked about this, but the only argument I would say. Is that. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. So the only pushback I would say is sure. It looks strange. It looks a little sus. But everyone's talking about it. So it does make you wonder how much of this is really, okay, a smoking gun piece of information. Because you you could literally talk about that in passing, just to be real. You can talk about this in passing with anybody. Oh, yeah, you heard about that thing? No, 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 that's crazy, right? Seems like a crime of passion. There was already somebody that we were already hearing that title, crime of passion, from day one of the reporting of this massacre, of this tragedy. So him going up to somebody does not automatically mean that that is an admission of guilt, especially when you are in the area where everyone else and they mama is sitting there going, who did it? You know what I mean? They're all playing their own version of Clue. That small town and the town next next door, uh, Pullman, Washington, sitting there, biting their nails, trying to find out who done the deed. So it doesn't automatically mean smoking gun information. But it could also mean that he was just testing the waters and seeing what this neighbor knew. 
hearing what his theories were and stuff like that. Because God forbid, let's be real. What if he said, yeah, you know, that, that's crazy, the story. And he's like, yeah, I, I actually saw. I don't think anybody would be that stupid to be like, yeah, I actually saw you, Brian, walk out. And I saw you on black, all in black. And you were wearing, you were holding a knife. That was weird. Nah, they ain't going to do that. But it is interesting that they would say that, right? And give us that information. But then again, I will say. That doesn't automatically mean that he's that he's sitting there going, oh, you know, I did it, everybody. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. There might be more information than just that in that report. So we'll see what happens. Again, I'm sure there's other people that are talking, and that could be one of the reasons why evidence or the uh, search warrant has been sealed. There could be more people actually speaking out that they're not telling us anything about, right? So we'll see what happens here. But Renee, thank you so much for the five. Uh, what on birthing hips earth <laughs> was he thinking leaving behind the knife sheath? I'd like to know that too, y'all. The hell is that? Like, what was he thinking, man? The hell was he thinking, man? Okay. J.O., thank you so much for the five Canadian uh, law enforcement under gag order now. Uh, if they have located the knife, they technically can't tell us, right? I think that's true. Uh, but they're under gag order during the trial. The trial hasn't started yet. So technically they could go out there and go, we got the weapon. And I don't think that would hold anybody. I don't think the judge would hold law enforcement back from having that moment of triumph. Trust me. If they, I believe if they had the actual weapon in their possession, they'd be boasting about this, taking photos with it. The chief of police would be holding it. It'd be headline news everywhere. Trust and believe. They're not going to miss out on that photo op. Trust. Two, maybe ring cam was new and he didn't, he, he hadn't clocked it. Ha. Huh. Interesting. That could be a very, very good, that's a very good question. Maybe somebody did suddenly just, okay. Maybe somebody did do that. And Juju Bean, what's up, Juju Bean, said no gag order is, is current. So it's not current. When the trial starts, yes, they can't say a doggone thing to media or nothing. Whatever we retain, whatever we get in that courtroom during the trial, that's what we get. We can't talk to law enforcement. We can't talk to the lawyers. We can't sit there and go, can you please explain us this, that, and the third? Nope, can't do any of that, which sucks. It's tragic, but it's the truth, okay? Leela, thank you so much for the five. Beginner's mistakes, book smart, street dumb. Yeah, like, you know, a dumb smart guy. Or a smart dumb, no, a dumb, a smart dumb guy. There we go, okay? A brilliant idiot, all right? So, we will see what happens here, okay? Uh, <laughs> Mrs. and Mr. Steelers, I agree. This trial should have happened the day that he walked in to trial, like last week. So, we, we've been ready, right? We're ready for some stuff. So, that is the show, guys. I do appreciate you guys. But really quick, I want to say this, too, before we start to wrap it up. If you still want to win 100 Smackers, please go download. Click that link in the chat, and it's also in the description box. Download Swagged App. 
follow me, the Pascal Show, one word, and then comment and like some of my videos. All That's all you got to do. It's so simple. As soon as you do that, you're instantly entered in to win 100 smackers. A winner will be announced at the end of this very week. Now, some more information, okay? So go download Swagit app right now. So some more information here really quick that I want to make you guys privy to, all right? I will be on tomorrow around 9 o'clock. That is when he's allegedly going to be in the courtroom doing his thug thizzle. We're going to find out if he's going to sit there and let them wait a whole year or let them schedule many, many months away or if he's going to try to get this court to speed up and get the trial happening sooner rather than later. And if he does that, we are going to learn very quickly what his real tactics are. That may be a sign of pure cockiness that, hey, I'm untouchable. There's no way you can get me. Y'all ain't got nothing. You got a sheath. You got some cell phone pings. That's all you got. And some surveillance videos. But that's it. And that could mean, I, I, hey, I like coffee. Doesn't, doesn't mean that I can't go to the same coffee shop as these girls. So on and so forth. So, be interesting to see what the defense has up their sleeve. It'll be interesting to see what the prosecutor, prosecutors have up their sleeve as well. So, we will see what happens tomorrow at 9 a.m. Of course, I'm going to have some people coming in and out of the show, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, it should be a really, really good good old time. Okay, guys. So again, thank you guys so much for being here, being a part of the conversation. Without you guys, I'd be talking to a wall. Okay. So again, have a great rest of your night. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or hit that like button. Most importantly, okay. Hit that like button. All right. Hit it, hit it, hit it. That would really mean a lot. And don't forget to crush that subscribe button. You know your boy's working hard out here in these streets, and I wanted to get you nice and warmed up for tomorrow's discussion because we got some more things to talk about. We'll be doing some recap, and we'll be watching like a hawk to see if there's any information that drops, and we will watch it live together as a family, okay? So anyway, guys, I appreciate all y'all. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. It's time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.